Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. This is a podcast where we'll be uploading the audio from our weekly live YouTube shows as part of the Homestead Network. For more information, you can check out thehomesteadnetwork.com for a list of channels and showtimes, and we hope you'll join us on our Alderman Farms YouTube channel. Thanks for dropping in. Now here's the show. Now we should have some sound. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's good to be back. Look who's here. I want to introduce to you, this is Tommy (laughs) Alderman. I am married. I have a husband. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, I do feel like a stranger in my house sometimes because, uh-oh, i got to mute that so I know we are getting sound at least. Um, Yeah, my schedule's been nuts um, lately. You know, back... um, I don't know, Patty. What a couple of years ago, when uh, when, when did I travel so much? How long? Is it, how long? Oh, it's been? been at least five years ago. Has it been that long? Or longer? Yeah, all the kids are still home. Yeah, all the kids are still home, and um, I, I worked for a public safety software developer, and uh, for the first few years, I was in in sales and was kind of responsible for the whole southeastern United States, and. Um, uh, it required a lot of travel. In fact, I remember the, the last year that I was in sales, I went to 26 conferences in that year. And, um, you know, I mean, there's, what, 52 weeks in a year, you figure every other week. Well, it didn't work out just like that. There were some times where uh, I would leave on a Sunday and uh, the conference would be, you know, set up on Sunday and dismiss on Wednesday, get home Wednesday afternoon. Or Thursday sometimes. Or Thursday sometimes and have to turn right around and go back. You know, so there were times during that year where I had several conferences lined up together and it was a lot. Yeah. And and it was... And, it, and, well, and me and the kids would go with him a lot of times, but... Prior to that year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we homeschooled the kids so they could, we could all go. But, yeah. you know, as they got older, the girls cheered and then... Then the uh, the younger two played tennis, and so it just wasn't so easy just to up and leave. You know, we couldn't just bring school books with us and go, so they had other activities. So uh, that was a hard year. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it, uh, the job was great when the kids were smaller because, um, <laughs> for example, one of, a popular conference site was the is the still is the Perdido Beach Resort yeah. in Orange Beach, Alabama. I think our kids thought for a while it was our summer home yeah. because <laughs> there was uh, one or two years at least that we did four conferences a year at the Perdido Beach Resort. So my kids, you know, knew every square inch of that facility, and we also did four conferences a year for a while it seems three or four yeah three i think was mainly the main part well i'm talking about in pigeon forge oh yeah yeah you know so so we had a summer home and like a winter home but it 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 didn't it wasn't always in the winter when we went up there but we actually um, bought season season tickets to dollywood yeah we had family family season passes to Mm -hmm. dollywood for a couple years in a row and um And uh, and it was a blessing but you know, that second year, um, going to the conferences and everything, towards the end, end of the season of him traveling, to even to the beach and to uh, Tennessee, the kids would say, do we have to go? Yeah. Because they were tired of traveling. Tried, tired. They didn't like the long drive. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, our kids got tired of going to the beach, believe yeah. it or not, and uh, tired of going to Dollywood. And... But it was such a blessing because we really didn't get to take vacations much but prior to that, so it was like uh, we got them all in in a few years. So yeah, <laughs> the years that we missed. And the company I work for is great. They they pay for my fuel, they pay for my hotel room, and frankly, they didn't care how many people I crammed in my truck or how many people I crammed in <laughs> my hotel room. So yeah, um, obviously the you know food and things like that. The company wouldn't buy food for my family, and uh, so but still pretty they, inexpensive vacations yeah. at very nice yeah. facilities yeah he had uh, to work and we all me and the kids played yeah so. so anyway 
I'm not I'm not directly in sales anymore. I'm kind of I'm kind of semi-involved in sales, and uh, we'll we'll try to make a sale when the opportunity presents itself. But I'm in project management now, and so I've got I've got uh, <laughs> less about. Uh, I'll see it. I'll get to it in a minute. No, I'm t I'm laughing about Jana. She says I hear Sugar Bear. <laughs> yeah, the tap dancing in the background is Sugar Bear. She just yeah. had a bath. Yeah. And uh, so she's she's quite excited about that. And uh, I think Carly Ann's going to probably take the blow dryer somewhere else to, to dry her. She, she's got to be. we got to shave her. Um, yeah. Come here, Shug. Come here, Shug. Oh, she don't look pretty with her hair all wet. No, she don't look pretty with her hair all wet. Say hey to everybody, Shug. She looks like she's got a perm, you know. <laughs> hey, Shug. Say hey, Sugar Bear. Say hey, everybody. Hey, Shug. She is shedding so bad. So bad. I mean, you know, we just, we have to dust mop every day. And there's like, there she is tap dancing again. I shouldn't have bothered her. But anyway, so I don't have to travel as much with my new responsibilities as a project manager. But I've hit a... A traveling spurt. I've hit a traveling spurt and have been gone a lot. And uh, it's really, it's stressful on Patty. She's got so much on her already. And uh, and then I and y'all. I I sorry. I told them about the pigs. I think already. My animals have a communication network, <laughs> and they know when my truck hits Highway 84, and it's on. Um, you know, I mean, it's like nothing. It's not true that nothing ever happens when I'm here. But, but not as much. Not as much, and it's like I hate to hear my phone ring. <laughs> I need what I need to do is give like uh, our our cross street neighbor. A lot of times is the one that calls to report pigs out, you know, and uh, very nice about it. I mean, they're, they're, they're being helpful, but uh, I ought to give them a special ringtone. So. Yeah, make sure you answer <laughs> So that at one. least I know, at yeah. least I know it's coming. So. Suburban Hillbilly says that her husband travels a lot too, and it's a lot to do by yourself. Yeah, and that's, you know, you know, we, uh, we, as we're getting older and everything and thinking about the farm, yeah, that's something to think about too, you know, having to deal with that. And we just want to make things a little bit easier on both of us, yeah. you know, because... Yeah, well, no, make it easier on Patty. She's the one that needs it. <laughs> because the truth of the matter is, I mean, this, this traveling scenario with my work, it'll never be like it was back when I was in sales. But mm -hmm. it could be uh, maybe not quite as regular as it is right now, but close. And, yeah. and it could be that way um so we you know we've got some things to think about yeah. in considering that yeah. so um suburban hibbley said who did you work for she missed it um adsi it's a public software company yeah adsi public safety software um, we develop uh software for uh law enforcement mostly law enforcement we do have some fire software and some ems software and some court software but uh, we develop software for 911 centers that uh, the dispatchers can dispatch units and all of that. And if you don't know what all is entailed, it may not make any sense to you how complicated it is. It's yeah, not something it you be, buy yeah. out of the box. It's all customized per customer, law enforcement records management, jail management, court management, things like that. So, And with my background in law enforcement, that's why they brought me on. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. a computer guy. Even yes, though, he is. He does. He does very good on computers. He just is not a software developer. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I'm an app. Right. I I know how to. I'm an end user. I'm a I'm a very proficient computer user, but don't don't get me under under the hood. Don't get me under the hood of my truck either. Don't get me under the hood of nothing. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know. But uh, anyway, it keeps me with my background in law enforcement. Um, it causes me not to miss it so much, you know, because yeah. I'm constantly in police departments and sheriff's yeah. departments, hanging out with with my people. Yeah, you know? yeah. It so. was a, it was a it was a very easy transition for him to, to step out of law enforcement into into this because, like you said, he still used to rub elbows with the police officers and stuff. But thank God he's not a police officer. Yeah, anymore. thanks, Jared. Glad to be home. Yes, Jared said, yes. "Welcome home and hello, Patty." And mm -hmm. uh, I saw some stuff up here. Somebody, uh, yeah, Grandpa. Sorry to hear about the loss to Auburn. Well, you know, you may have missed it, but uh, it didn't take long. Our head coach and offensive coordinator have been fired as of today. Um, Ed Orgeron, our defensive line coach, has been named the interim head coach. And uh, the last little piece of news I got was that 
Uh, they are bringing in Pete Jenkins as the defensive line coach, which um, I think Pete's about 173 years old right now, but he is the greatest. He's legendary. So we'll see. You know, it's a I got mixed emotions. Patty said, you're not going to talk about LSU the whole time. And I'm not, you know, I mean, um, I'm, I'm not. So I got mixed emotions, you know, I mean, uh, Coach Miles did a lot for the program. Uh, he certainly uh, gave the most uh, or some of the most entertaining uh, press conferences <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. He had quirkiness, you know, and I'm, you know, my hope is, is that now that now that the deed has been done, it, it was time, I think, really end of last season. And, you know, I can't believe they messed that up so bad. But uh, now that it's been done, my hope is is that people will look back, uh, give him the proper send-off, and, you know, look back fondly uh, over the fact that, uh, like the winningest coach in LSU history, last few years notwithstanding. Um, They're not going to look back fondly. Yeah, they Those will. people Ta- hate him. No, I know, but time, in time they will. You know, in time people will. Uh, that's the finickiness of people. They 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 want to cut his throat, but once the deed's done, they're like, "Hey, thanks, coach." You know. So, I don't know if it cost me that much money to get rid of somebody. I'd just kept them. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I don't feel the same about sports as no, other people do. No, and you got to realize though, it's a big business, and at some point, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, they just expanded the stadium to hold like a hundred and something thousand people. There were seventy-five thousand there for the last game. So it's costing you money to keep him at the yeah. same time. But anyway, that, enough about that. So um, let's see. I know I don't want to harp on this because it's kind of hard to do that uh, interacting back and forth with the chat, but some of the early birds, Rain and Wee Tree and Simply and some others, were um, uh, talking about apparently there's been some issues with Folks, yeah, Pete Jenkins, um, losing subscriptions. And, um, you know, we notice a little dip every now and then. In fact, I had a little dip a few weeks ago. And um, so I don't know if it's something that's widespread. It seems like uh, Brad has been talking about it from what I picked up in the comments. So a dip in subscriptions, actually a, Uh. a minus, you know, we actually had a minus day. Uh. And, um, you know, our 28 day rolling average is. Uh, plus anywhere from plus 150 to plus 300 and something and um, we you know I don't I don't freak out over stats or get anal about them but I did uh, I just noticed the little graph the other day and looked at it and we had a day where we lost like 12 subscribers on one day so you know and I didn't really investigate some of those are closed accounts some of sometimes YouTube yeah. scrubs subscriber bases if somebody hadn't been active in a long time they'll scrub them hmm. so I don't know if it's legitimate or not we'll just have to wait and see my usually my um, attitude is wait it out it generally comes out in the wash but grandpa said it's been a system wide housekeeping I don't know. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. it may be. And big they, family said they had over 100 people say they were unsubbed against their will. Wow. Hmm. Um, but look, first off, I want to say I am sorry to Faye and Roy. I have not done the granola cereal, sent them the granola cereal recipe. And I will do a video on that the next time I make it, but it's not been that long since I made it. So it'll be a little while. I'll make a huge batch when I do it. So, But I've not forget, I've gotten the email. I've been out of town, actually, uh, at a tennis tournament. So Tommy came home, what, Wednesday? Oh, I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have got that uh, oh, yeah. little clip of Corey playing tennis. Yeah. Anyway, he came home Wednesday, and I left Thursday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. So we passed each other. And um, so I got home yesterday, and so I had a great little time away. So I was glad to get to go watch our youngest son play tennis, and my uh, youngest daughter actually met us there. So we, anyway. we may actually, you know, have to remember whenever, uh, whenever we, they have another match, which this is preseason. The season's not until the spring, and uh, but they had an uh, ITA match, and um, they're supposed to play a couple others with some, actually some higher division colleges mm-hmm. just for practice, and uh, we ought to put some of those on YouTube. Oh yeah, we need to. Be, we may do that, just you know, to show you, because Corey's good. He's mm-hmm. good, and the team is good too. Yeah, it was really neat. Um, see, Ginger said, what kind of animals do you have? Um, we have American guinea hogs. We have too many of them, and they're for sale. 
So not all of them, but most of them are for twenty five dollars a head. Uh, uh, basically a dollar a pound. Yeah, dollar a pound, dollar pound. Live weight. Uh, they're for uh, raising for meat. So uh, they're they're for your freezer. They're not breeding stock. Um, but anyway, we have those. Uh, we have dairy goats and we also have meat goats uh, that have kinko crosses kiko it sounds good to say kiko don't it so y'all just say yeah on there but anyway that's the way i say it i forget that's all right anyway um and we have one one jersey cow and a calf on her that uh we were given but uh where tommy traded work for but anyway um um, oh, thanks, Roy and Faye, for being so understanding. Um, but anyway, uh, so let's see what else. We have lots of chickens. Well, we have these. Yeah, we have. Hang, that's, on, hang on a second. Let me get that out of the way. We have these. That's my uh, our Delaware uh, chickens that you're seeing in that video. And there may be, I see, I'm going to point to it, and y'all can't even see it. Yeah, point. Patty's pointing. Yeah, uh, there's a, one breast that's in that uh, that's in that picture. But anyway, and then that's our midget white turkeys. And... Um, there's a couple of midget white turkeys that have gotten yeah, trapped in the in pig the pen. In the pig pen, yeah. Uh, Tommy's going to get those out this evening, though. Yeah, we got the we got the pigs pinned up because uh, somebody's coming to get uh, a few here next week, and I'm trying to put a little extra weight on them. We're also going to be taking some to the slaughterhouse. And also, they got they've been being bad, so they're punished. Yeah. I like that better. But anyway, we have those chickens, and these are our Freedom Rangers that we're raising. We have 75 of those on the ground. Well, probably um, about 73 now. Why? We've lost two. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's not funny playing. Anyway, so... Well, we didn't lose them. I know right where they are. Yeah. And probably in a dog's belly. No, actually, they're in pig's bellies. What? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's a Bielefelder rooster right there. We have, we're raising those. I only have two hens, and so we'll be hatching some eggs out of the Bielefelder. So far, they're mine and Tommy's favorite, uh, the way they uh, have grown out. And uh, they're just pretty. We just, I like a colorful chicken. And so, anyway, and we also have um, black ostrilar chickens and a few Rhode Island red chickens. So, uh, we're going to see how the Delawares uh, lay. Uh, they're supposed to lay a big, a real a jumbo egg their second year. So I'm excited to see that. And I think that's, we have a lot of dogs and a lot of cats. And goats, you didn't say anything about your Oh, you did yes, say I goats. Did. I, I, that's Remember? Right. Yeah, Kiko? sorry. Yeah. He, 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 he. Mm -hmm. We have innumerable cats. And, uh, ginger uh, But we have zero mice. Ginger, we're in, uh, yeah, that's right. And and very few was it, moles. Those little bitty yeah. things that make holes in the ground. Them suckers find them moles, boy. The dogs do, too. Yeah. But yeah, the dogs had one the other day. Did they? I saw it, yeah. But anyway, we uh, Ginger, we're in uh, what, central Mississippi? Yeah, south central, Yeah. I guess. Jared, what would you call us? South central Mississippi? So, and we uh, we we actually, the Freedom Rangers, we, we process ourselves, and we've actually started processing our pigs, too. We can't process our pigs for sale to the public, but we process them. Uh, we process them for ourselves. So yeah, grandpa, um, grandpa was asking, don't you process your own? I'm not sure if he was asking about the pigs or the or the birds. Or the chickens, yeah. yeah. But uh, we uh, we invested in a chicken plucker a few years ago, and we actually rent that out to people to help. We haven't paid for it yet, but uh, by the rentals, but uh, it'll eventually pay it for probably itself. Probably paid a third of it. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe. Um, but uh, plus we've gotten uses out of it. Yeah. That, you know, so we'll be slaughtering in. Uh, I think it's not. It's the end of October, end of October beginning October, November. November. So I, I tried to plan it a little better to where it's 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 a good bit before Thanksgiving, but it is still cool. You know, I want it to be cool, and hopefully yeah. it could be hot. You know, down here you just can't ever tell about that. But um, anyway, so I um, we need to we're going to process some more hogs for ourselves too. Um, once we get a, but they need to gain a little weight. Um, but they didn't have the younger ones that we had slaughtered. We killed six um, about two months ago, and I wasn't pleased with the fat layer. And plus, um, with the way we skinned them, we took a lot of fat too. So we don't do we don't typically scrape them. We've never done that, but we we may actually do that this winter. Try that. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole lot anyway. easier skinning them. So I don't know how to do the. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Charcuterie or whatever the uh actual oh, way you know actually cutting up a hog 
into its traditional hog parts. I mean, we, we just core them, you know, and when, yeah. when we do it here. Yeah. And uh, we have to take them to the processor in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, and let them do it for the packaging. Mm -hmm. We have to do that by mm -hmm. regulations. Um, Ginger asks, how do you learn to cut up a large animal? Um, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is great help. Um, we'll be, we probably are going to do a YouTube video. Uh, I want to do one on cutting up a chicken. People don't even, don't know how to cut up a chicken now. Um, my mom taught me, and I'm not the best at it, but uh, when it comes She's to pretty the, good. <laughs> I don't, we don't sell our chickens cut up. We sell them whole because it is a lot more work to cut them up. But, um, I actually, uh. The pigs, like Tommy said, we quarter them, and we really do them just like a deer. Yeah. Um, and the, the the tenderloin or the pork chop, uh, we actually take out just like you do a deer. Um, and I, I do that like as little breakfast steaks or breakfast chops like but that. But so. having said that, we are going to, and we need to do this, Andy has offered. Uh, yeah, one yeah. Of, one of our chef friends uh, has actually, it was his idea. I mean, he was excited about it, uh, wants us to wants to come here and do a video presentation of how to process a, a, a pig to cut it up. Uh, what am I trying to say? Carve it? Butcher it? Uh, car, car, carve it, I guess. Carve it, I guess. I I'm at a loss for words. My, my tongue is fat. But Sharon said it, the chicken plucker, wonderful. What? <laughs> that Tommy operates the chicken plucker. Yes. We actually have some It's friends. magic. It is magic. We have some friends that's helped us the last few years. And uh, but we have our jobs kind of uh, mapped out for us. Um, uh, Tommy is the killer, and the scalder, and the one that puts him in the chicken plucker. Well, while you do like that, who's the gutter? That, that was that was edifying, wasn't it? <laughs> Tommy's the killer. I'm the dispatcher. Well, I'm the gutter. I'm the executioner. What do you call it? I, I hate do? to say that. The eviscerator. Oh, I'm the eviscerator. Yeah. That's like a domestic domestic engineer too. Yeah, yeah, a refuse engineer. But um, anyway, so we we have a good little system. Our son Corey usually helps us. He's our youngest son, and um, he helps us, and he's good. He'll he'll help me uh do the gutting and stuff like that, and just whatever he'll help. So hey, anyway. Uh... Uh, let me find it. Sharon Brown wants to know. I think Sharon was the one that mentioned a minute ago that are up in the about uh, the chicken plucker. About no, no, no. Up no. that the Delawares are uh, an old heritage breed. They yeah. are that. In fact, we talked about them kind of in in depth in a previous episode. They they were really kind of the original, not necessarily the original, but they were the meat bird of choice for a short period of time in the U.S. But she asked, where did we get our Delawares? She got hers from a girl in Missouri about five years ago. I tried to get true um, old-time uh, Delawares from an individual that's a breeder. I wasn't able to do that. Plus, I'm NPIP certified. Um, anyway, um, I wasn't able to get them that way, and so I did order from Strumbergs, if I'm saying that. Strumbergs. Strumbergs. S-T-R-O-M-B, maybe one of the mods can find that link, S-T-R-O-M-B-E-R-G-S, I think. You may have to yeah. Google Stromberg poultry or Stromberg chickens or something like mm -hmm. that and, but to find the link. They're not the easiest chickens to find, so I was really glad to, to find them. I have 23 hens right now, and I know I still have 23 hens because I counted them today. Yeah, yeah. I haven't um, lost any of them that I know. When I leave and my chickens disappear, you know? They're aggressive, too. They, um, you know... They, I mean, not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way, but yeah. they, they there was one hen. We've got a couple. You may have noticed it when we showed you. <laughs> um, I'll put it up there again. And When we showed you the little video clip uh, the Freedom Rangers, the, they're in there, the, the Billy Felders. We had the Freedom Rangers in that barn stall completely sealed off. Originally, that's where the Billy Felders were. You may recognize that if you had seen any of our clips. Yeah, all of our younger younger birds start yeah, out in there. Yeah, that's the brooder stall. <clears throat> and um, a couple of the Delawares had gotten out. Actually, a trio, right? No, uh, yeah, yeah, a trio. Uh, um, a rooster and two hens, and we put them over in there. And, just because um, Tommy went out and fed, I think it was on a Sunday morning, so he just pitched yeah. them over there. No, I guess we, I, I guess the clip did. Yeah, yeah. There's Here's the one. rooster, but I know where the hen's at. She's up in that up in the stall. No, nope, there's, there's one. one. There's one hen. And uh, no, nope, they're both out one, there. Yeah. yeah. But this morning, uh, when I went and fed the chicks, there, um, 
they had uh, there was one of those Delaware hens in there, and she wasn't like maniacally chasing the uh, Freedom Ranger chicks around, but she she was like a den mother, you know, and she was like fussing at them, and you know it was so funny. But um, also, let me say, I, I just saw uh, somebody said, um, "Do we make sausage?" Uh, Jana did. Jana asked if we make sausage. I make uh, breakfast sausage. But I haven't made link sausage yet. I would like to do that. Um, and, and, you know, really once, once we, we're kind of trying to revamp our farm. We still want to sell to a certain extent to the public, but we want, mainly want to just sell our excess and not plan to sell to the public. Um, I guess, uh, or sell a smaller amount uh, to the public. And so, because we don't have a lot of time to do some of the things and try some of the things that we'd like to do. So, um, I do want to do bacon, I mean sausage. I've got bacon on my mind because Grandpa said, I think it was Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. He's, yeah. Grandpa's going to be uh, making bacon on the... Uh, on his live show tonight. Yeah, so, that's, so I'm excited. And I'm so too. glad, Grandpa, that you have changed your time slot because uh, uh, we'll, we'll be able to participate. Yeah, We feel so bad. We don't... We expect people to come watch our show <laughs> and, and we rarely... Um, get to tune in to other the other homestead network shows because it ain't dark here yet you know and we got we, we and especially with him traveling so much it's like go work go work go yeah do this thing. yeah <laughs> so i mean it's hard to justify coming and sitting down at youtube because um, see grandpa will be on here at nine o'clock that's perfect no. Is that right? Well, it says Eastern word he wrote. What is it, Grandpa? Yeah, you, East, you're at 10, 10 Eastern, is Eastern that right? Eastern Standard Time, yeah. And so that's 9 o'clock here, right? Yeah, if it's 10 Eastern, it's 9 o'clock yeah. here. That's perfect. That, yeah. That's awesome, because we, we enjoy your stream. Oh, Tam so said that her husband is a butcher. We need to go visit them. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. We we'll be there them. tomorrow. Yeah. It's already tomorrow, I think. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, uh, somebody uh, I've had I saw somebody ask what is NPIP certification, National Poultry Improvement Program I think is the name of it. Yeah. And basically it's just a legal requirement. They uh, the guy's super nice, no big deal. He comes out here and draws blood from a handful. No, of no, chickens. he tests in their flute for diseases. Oh, I thought he also drew blood. He may have before, but I don't think he always does that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first time he drew blood. So maybe maybe every so many times they do that but then yeah. he comes and tests them for diseases and it's just to certify that your flock is disease free mm -hmm. and uh so you know it's i mean no big deal and uh they they put little leg bands on the ones that they tested and uh it's good for a year unless you introduce birds from well it, it, yeah it just makes it void if you introduce both birds it's not from NPIP. Yeah, now if you so. buy if you buy chicks from established uh, reputable hatcheries, McMurray, Hoover's, you know, the, Oh yeah, all the uh, all the all hatcheries, the reputable are hatcheries they're all going to yeah, be Yeah, cuz it's not just Mississippi, it's I think it's a United it's States national. thing. It's national. Yeah. yeah, so um so they're all, you you won't damage your NPIP certification if they come in from those hatcheries. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody asked if we've ever processed Muscovy ducks. Oh my gosh, I saw that and was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> I won't tell the story. But anyway, yes, no, you can we tell have. It. Well, Muscovy ducks are the devil. We, we, though, we just had a hard time at that first one. Tommy didn't, I think he had a dull knife, and was the problem. I don't think it costs anything. Is MPIP cost? No, uh, Is that well, like 10 bucks or something. I don't think that's what costs. I think to get, <clears throat> to get. The egg license. My egg license costs yeah. ten dollars. I don't think the MPIP. I don't think yeah, the MPIP thing costs yeah. anything. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> so we have processed Muscovy ducks and for ourselves. Yeah, for ourselves. And I really, um, I, in a way, I would like to have them again. But I'll just never forget um, <laughs> when when the, we had the last the last flock that we had. Uh, my peas were disappearing, and uh, and I couldn't imagine how a rat was craw crawling up the pea vines and getting my peas and not knocking them all to the ground because they were shelled, you know. And so I didn't know what was getting my peas. And early one morning I went out there, and it was my Muscovy ducks. They were there because they were tall enough, and they were shelling the peas and eating my peas. Shelling them on the vine. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. So, Jared says Muscovy's 
Muscovies are better than pigs. I don't know. Well, Jared's had a bunch of Muscovies. Yeah. You don't have none though now, do you? Um, and he's got pigs. Last though. I know. Yeah, but y'all, I, I wish we could have filmed this because it was been. I mean, how, how old was Corey? Oh, Corey would have been three. Corey was three, looking in the so window, looking six, out the window. Years yeah, ago. so he's 19 now, and uh, <laughs> we had this was when we were still in Louisiana, the last place we lived in Louisiana. And we had a big old Muscovy duck, and look, Muscovy meat is incredible. Yeah, it's it's a red it's red meat, and and really when I would cook it, you wouldn't know it wasn't a roast. No, nah, it was it, really good. And we, it's so, not it's not fishy like. So some the duck literature meat. says. If you cure it like a ham, it's indistinguishable from ham. You can mm -hmm. you prepare it like a roast. It's I mean, in fact, we did that. Uh, when I was with the Baker Police Department, we invited a bunch of the guys over for either Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner uh, or Easter, something. Easter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Easter or something. And um, we told them it was roast, and nobody, they were all blown away when we told them it was duck. Yeah. But scientifically, if I remember correctly, they're really not a duck, but they call them a duck because they don't have anything else to call them. But uh, they won't die. <laughs> we, I mean, there's no way to convey this story properly, but no. we had a huge Muscovy Drake. And he was mean, too. And I thought he was, I... He I, would I, jump on you and scratch you and Yeah, stuff. yeah. So he, was, so he was destined for freezer camp. And I made the mistake of thinking I could just wring his neck. <laughs> And uh, it was our first experience. I, I did not know that did, you may not know this, but fire hoses are made out of Muscovy necks, apparently. No. But that was about what it was like trying to ring a fire hose. I mean, I was slinging this big joker around, and I mean, he weighed I don't know how much, so I'm about blowed out and blowed out. And oh, Tommy was huffing and puffing. I was huffing and puffing, and I was in pretty good shape. And uh, he, the sucker just wouldn't die. And so I don't remember everything, but I mean, I had him like pinned down on the ground, you know, give me a knife. And Corey's looking out the window, three years old, with his eyes like this big. Just yeah, like, I was inside looking out. The neighbor <laughs> kids was outside. The older kids was outside all around Tommy. Tommy's trying to kill him. I'm trying to look up Patty in the, in the, through the window and said, give me a knife. You know, and uh, I can't believe I didn't so, have one. It was so funny. And he, that big sucker's laying there with his head on the side. He's looking up at me with that eye and, and they hiss. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it was he like, wasn't having a hard time breathing. He was hissing at Tommy. I didn't know if I needed a shotgun or an exorcist. I, you know, so anyway, that was a... Yeah, Jared says time for the 10 gauge. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been an easier way to deal with it. But I think, anyway. what did I end up doing? Decapitating it? You cut, yeah, you, you cut it. I ended up juggling de decapitating yeah. it. That sucker was some good yeah. eating now. But it was it was so weird because it was the duck that we went and got. What is that? What kind of movie? Stephen Spill Stephen King or Steve... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, movie things. That's I'm not sorry. what I'm laughing at. Grandpa uh, said, "So Tommy's not only the killer, he's bad at it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not anymore. The next, because from then on out, I don't remember how many other Muscovies we processed over the course. Yeah, even we after we moved here up Mississippi, here, yeah. shotgun. I, I I I processed them with a shotgun from thirty paces or whatever. So anyway, so that's I guess that's a cha closed chapter in our life. I guess we're not going to get Muscovy ducks anymore since um, he feels no, so strong. No, because they, not only did they strip our peas, they stripped the peas of our cross street neighbor Tommy, the best neighbor in the world. And uh, that don't make good neighbors. That don't make good neighbors. No. And I, I told him, hey man, put him in a pot, you know. And uh, plus they 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 wanted to get in our. Uh, yeah, you're right, Jared. That that duck won. He won that battle, but he lost the war. <laughs> so, um, what else? But, um, Let's see. We got. Uh, I let me just. Seen that about you being a bad killer. Did you have a license to hunt those ducks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Ooh. said so. No, it, it, I know, but yeah. I didn't see that. Oh. I don't know. All right. What is the best way to dispatch them? I don't know. I mean, a shotgun no, works gone, really yeah. well. Yeah, that that's uh, there it is. Wow, Grit says the butcher there charged two twenty five per chicken to butcher to wrap. So that's, that's so not bad. so Grizz, you talking about you bring them a live bird? Yeah. And they dispatch it, butcher it, and wrap it two twenty five per chicken. That's not bad at all. Our, there's a place over on the coast that would be an hour or 
hour and a half drive. I, well, I'm saying the coast. I think it's in Batesville. It's away from us. But anyway, um, they I think they charge 25 cents a pound. So that's that's about what it would be, you know, because like you know, five pounds or a little over four pounds would be about that. So, but we just we've never we've not opted for that. We actually can do. Uh, 35 to 50 chickens in a morning and so that's not too bad we didn't plan on ended up with 75 chicks but um, I always get different people to go in with me when I order them because if you order a hundred chicks they're a dollar fifteen a piece a dollar fifty five with shipping and if you order less than that they're a dollar fifty five each plus shipping so it saves a little money at the beginning with them so I always ask people to go in with me well there was one couple that wanted 25 and um, I, when I texted them the Wednesday before they were coming on Friday, they told me it was right when the big flood had happened in Louisiana. They just said they were sorry, but they were having to go to Louisiana so much and help their family because of their flooding. They had, I think, two family members that actually flooded. So you know, it's hard to be mad about yeah, that. Yeah. So right? we actually, yeah. But I need to, I need to get to selling some more chickens. Which last time we sold chickens, I was afraid we were going to have to turn people away. So. You know, I don't think it's a big deal because I really want to put at least 25 in the freezer, and I think I've already sold 20. So yeah, we'll sell them because we really yeah. hadn't we really hadn't even made an effort. Oh no, I, I well I haven't made an effort because there's one lady that uh, I know wants to get some chickens, and I've got to talk to her and see uh, how many she wants before I actually advertise. Because if she wants 25, you know, I'm good with 25 in the freezer. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sharon Brown had another good question. I think mm -hmm. it was Sharon. It seems like it's. The, this, the thing has skipped on me now mm -hmm. so it may not have been her forgive me if it wasn't sharing somebody tell me who it was but ask which livestock brings the most money well you know, certainly that's going to depend on the area of, of the country that yeah. you're in number yeah. one it's going to depend on um, what market uh, avenues that are available to you uh, it's going to depend on how much you want to work to to maximize those market areas. Having said all of that, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt what what's going to bring us the most money right here, and that's goats. Um, well, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah I not, agree. not right I this, agree. you know, because I agree. I was going to say the chickens. Well, tr you know, that, because they're a, they're a, they're a fast turnover. That's true. But no, the goats. I think you're right. The goats. There's a there is a processing facility uh, just south of us. What twenty minutes? Going the back yeah. way, it's like yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. There's a processing facility about twenty minutes south of us that um, that was they they had a thriving uh, business in New Orleans prior to Katrina, and these guys supply like many of the Mediterranean type restaurants uh, throughout the New Orleans area and elsewhere. And so they, as far as I know, as far as I understand, they opened their processing facility up here post-Katrina. Um, and uh, so they could keep their business going. And he basically said, you know, he, 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 he can take every goat we can produce. And I don't remember, what was it, three? Three fifty-nine a pound. Three fifty-nine a pound, hanging weight. Now he does his hanging weight a little different than anybody else, because he said he said that the average or the market price is four dollars. Say hey, Carly Ann, you're on camera. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Bye, He's heading back, back to Mississippi to State, uh, where at least their football team won yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't ugly. It wasn't pretty, but they won. But anyway, he said the market price is. $4 a pound hanging weight, but his hanging weight includes the head, did he say head, heart, and lungs, or just head and heart? No, just head, heart, and uh, liver. Head, heart, and liver. So that adds weight to it. So we were, we took a few uh, goats down there and were blown away yeah. by the paycheck. So Yeah, uh, two of them were a little larger than what he wants, but he took them anyway. He took them anyway, and he told me that. He, he At first, yeah. he was like, these are bigger than we really want. And and I said, oh, well, I'll bring it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 
I mean, yeah. I'll buy them, you yeah. know, so. So that, that's, um, you know, that's a very good market for us. Um, but the meat chickens is a fast turnover. Um, now we're going to, we're trying to grow our own meat chickens. That's why we have the Beelyfelders and the Delaware. Right. Um, so hopefully we don't have to invest the upfront money. We have an incubator. We'll hatch out the eggs and everything. And so that'll give us a little bit of savings. Um, and raising them, we're going to try and do it a little bit different. We're going to try and move their range a little bit more in hopes that the free rangers will, will eat better out. Um, but uh, it cost us last, the first time we did it, it cost us $12 a bird to raise them, which is, it sounds enormous. I know it does, but that's what it cost us. We kept detailed records. That's counting the bags we bagged them in. That's counting the ice we used uh after we slaughtered um you know every little thing the the pine shavings that we put down for bedding you know everything and that's put too in much there. we could probably yeah shave that and, and i and one thing that count you know, the ice was you know over ten dollars you know um i don't need to do that again so i'm actually preparing now um for the uh, for for my ice uh by freezing you know jugs of uh water yeah. and stuff like that but um we charge now. Uh, we didn't. We lost. We, we just broke even the last time. But now we charge three fifty a pound. In fact, somebody else uh, locally is charging four dollars a pound. If I have to tell you that. Oh, so we're charging four dollars a pound. <laughs> three seventy five. Well, well, anyway. Uh, so uh, now our birds sell from sixteen to eighteen dollars. They're huge. They uh well they got they were way too big last time but um. Because we had some six-pound birds. I tried to keep those for us because that was just, just you big. know, people don't want that people big of a bird. People don't want that big of a bird. But anyway, so, uh, you know, that's a, that's an easy profit. Even, even if it costs you $12 to, to raise them and everything and, to, and get them to slaughter, that's still a profit of $4 a bird. If you have 100 birds, that's $400. You know, so that's a, and that, that's in 11 weeks you're going to have $400 that you have profit. So and we've only, that's not bad. We've only done know. it a few times, and so we'll get better. Like, like for one thing, we need to be able to process the birds. At you know, the, at the the younger the age, the better. But the problem is, the first time we did it, it was amazing. We we processed some at ten weeks, right? They had like zero fat. We processed. Uh, no, that was nine weeks, I think. I think that was a little early. I thought it was ten and eleven. Okay, maybe well, right. maybe you're right. Maybe you're I right. think it was ten weeks, then eleven. Patty thinks it was nine or ten. You so, may be right, but. One of us is right, most likely, and but it's probably just, her just, just a, going just, by history. Just a week's difference. A week's difference. So so the first batch, let's say we processed at nine weeks or ten weeks with no fat on them. I mean, no one, fat. No fat. One week later, either 10 or 11 weeks, and there was fat. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And the quality of the meat with that one additional week was amazing. So, you mm -hmm. know, we... we as we go, we'll learn. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning. So I wanted to say one more thing about uh, about the goats, um, about raising a meat her a, a herd of meat goats. You notice Patty said we don't want to have upfront cost on our eventual meat birds. We don't want to have to keep buying free because that that's part of the twelve dollars per bird is the cost of them. Mm. Well, if we can get rid of that, that brings our profit up, our yeah, cost down profit that's up. Right. Well. You know, I can tell you there, there's a little bit of an urge, knowing what, with the offer we have standing from this processing facility south of us for me, uh, for goats, there's a little bit of an urge to go out there and find us a herd of goats and bring them in here, you know, and expand our herd overnight. But, we, but we've resisted that urge, and we're going to do it organically. That's not to say that if we come up on the right deal, we might pick up a goat here or there. Um, to improve the stock or something, but we're yeah. not going to go out and buy sixty goats no. to to explode our herd. We're we're just going to let it happen organically. We're keeping the females that are born uh, mm -hmm. that will eventually grow, and then we'll bring in um, a, a, a new Kiko or boar yeah. Kiko no, cross or yeah. something. Yeah, we, we're in need of a Kiko buff right now. Um, but right now we have uh, we have. 13 goats, we have a, deer, a Nubian uh, male right now, our buck, that, uh, that he's bred some of them. We do have some purebred Nubian does also um, for our, our, our milk because uh, we find we like that milk the best. But uh, we, um, uh, 
Gosh, if I look at those questions, I lose my train of thought. I can't do things two things at one time. Don't um, look at mine. These I'm are my not, questions. Looking, you got like, your questions over there. I know. I looked at mine. Uh, and there's a question about the chicken plugger. Big Bear. Yo, yo. Sorry. That's how far I am behind on the comments. Oh, golly. You're way behind. I'm way behind. But anyway, um, and I counted today. We have, we have 11 does right now. Um, and, and some of those are our Kiko crosses. And so they'll be just used for that. I do, my, I have mostly dairy goats that are like a mix of dairy. But I do have the four Nubian uh, does that we're uh, going to use for our milk stock. Ho hopefully, hopefully all will go well with that. But um, anyway, actually the, the goats could be a lot more profitable than what we're making them. Because we've not gotten into a milking routine. And I have, I have two or three people lined up wanting goat milk from me. And I just have not um, got into a routine of milking every day. And then Tommy's been gone so much. And the barn is not ready to be milked in. And it's just kind of crazy around here. So goat milk, I can get $8 a gallon easily for, for it right now. Uh, even like a, I could probably get more for it. Uh, because I know in Jackson a few years ago they were charging $12 a gallon. So I don't want to do highway robbery. I want it to be worth my while to go out there and milk the goats. For people because we always leave our babies on them so we only milk when we need we can only milk when we need milk but um all when we have milk to sell so you know so I, actually our goats could be way more profitable than they are they could you know because yeah. we could you know with the with the amount of we can legally milk eight head of goat here and sell the milk and if we're milking eight goats we could be possibly looking at four gallons of milk a day you know, more like three. Probably more like three. But, I mean, at seven dollars, $8 a gallon, you know, that's $24 a day. So... You would certainly pay for the feed. Yeah, it would definitely pay for our feed and everything. And more. Yeah. So, um, we really need to need to revamp. I really would like more of a milking parlor and get a, get the milking away from the barn. Yeah. Hint, hint, hint. Hint, hint. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so. Jana and then processed 50 chickens with no plucker oh in, my a, gosh. in a day. Yeah, you need to come get our plucker. <laughs> no, you need to come over here and just do our chicken. Yeah, she needs to come help us. Wow, Grizz says, yeah, that it was two and a quarter for dispatching, butchering, and wrapping those birds. That's wow. amazing. Wow. And I'm see, still I'm way paying. back in the uh, comments, y'all. I missed Jana's comment. You don't pay attention. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> huh. Oh, somebody had asked where we got the plucker from. Um, I can't remember the name of the place, but I know it was he was out of Florida, but it's an easy plucker. Yeah, we went through the, uh, oh, that was man, the, best, just, the name of it just went right across That was me. the best deal I could find on it. And we actually, the bags we used to bag our chickens, I love them. This, They're the, shrink wrap bags. The place we got it in Florida was just one of the dealers. You know, the way they operate, they sell through dealers. And if I remember correctly, it's like a little bit cheaper going through the dealer than it is through yeah, the Yeah, because the shipping was included or something. No, I don't know. Shipping was a lot. I mean, it was 800 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was 800 bucks. But we were going to get the $600 one and they had sold out. Yeah, so we had to upgrade. Yeah, we had to upgrade. Because we couldn't downgrade. We had to upgrade. The only yeah. choice was the big one. Yeah, we had, we had put our re done our research and everything into it and all, so it was uh, definitely... Um, I think it's definitely going to be worth it, especially in years to come as we process. Jana can tell you that it would be great to have a chicken plucker. So. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm so behind. We didn't... Oh, yeah. Jana says we, uh, they, they use the uh, shrink bags and love them, too. So, you want to talk about that? What? the shrink? Oh, the broccoli? Oh, yeah. There's an update on the broccoli. I had showed them a picture on my iPhone. So, the broccoli, oh, yeah, I saw that. The broccoli is doing great. Um, I've been gone, and I didn't have Tommy do anything. Um, I'm probably going to have to water it tomorrow. I really think I want to put some drip tape in there, maybe do about two rows of drip tape, and uh, where I can just, it'll be easy watering and everything. But I think that's all it needs is a little water right now, and I need to get some leaves raked up and do a heavy mulching because I don't really want to have to be weeding, you know, the beds or anything. So... Yeah. Uh, while he's out there, he uh, did, took some pictures of the peppers, and they are crazy. Um, we didn't stake them, and they are just falling over and everything. I'm going to need to pick peppers in the morning 
Um, I have a different variety, uh, lots of different varieties of them. That this one, the huge one, oh, that's my uh, horseradish, yeah. right back there. This is called, I think it's New Mix. Um, it's kind of a habanero pepper, but it's not real hot. And so, I, I'm not that one, but this tall one above it in the background. And you can see, you can see a little it's loaded pepper. with pepper. We got peppers yeah. everywhere. And I've been waiting for them to turn. I had picked one that was a little on the green side. Um, but see that there they are, they're green right there, but they turn a, a bright um, orangish yellow color and they're really, really pretty. You'll see one in the corner of the screen when it pans back over. But um, I still have a lot of weeds over in that area that I've got to get to. But um, let's see, those are chili peppers, those little red peppers. And those green ones are chili peppers waiting to turn. You can see right in the left corner of the screen there was a yellow pepper. So. I'm excited about that, that I'm going to get to do something with them. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. This is unbelievable. Oh, the green beans. I have been neglecting the green beans. I didn't pick them this last week. Y'all, this is the original planting of green beans. This is not something we just planted a couple weeks ago. These were planted when? Um, when were they planted? Oh, back in the spring. These are our spring snap beans. But, um, all right, somebody said they need to get with me on the harsh. Yeah, that's deep south. deep south. So that's either Wanda yeah. or Danny one. Yeah, we can do that. That I, sounds good. I think I ordered I got my horseradish start was from uh, Baker Creek. Uh, yeah, Patty pickled a peck of pickled peppers. Patty picked <laughs> yeah. a peck of pickled peppers. I wonder how much a peck. That's a oh, bunch. No, we peck, ain't got that many. Peck, no, uh -huh, we might. Peck is a certain part of a bushel. I know. A bushel's like a big. I know, thing. but a peck's littler than a bushel. And I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this, but uh, our the mystery berries, it's possum grapes. Yes, it's possum grapes. And the top of this, they're in the top of this tree. I should have, I I here I am about to point. There's two uh, vines that were at the bottom of that tree. One of them's a muscadine vine and the other's a possum grape vine. And, and it's definitely got the great yeah. leaves on it, so. And I just can't, you can't see it. I was afraid of that. But that thing is loaded with clusters of possum grapes. And so um, hopefully very, very soon we'll get out there with the, uh, uh, we would never do something unsafe like raise Patty up in the bucket of the tractor. But, no, uh, with the ladder. Yeah, no, not with the ladder, but <laughs> doggone it, you just can't quite see them. But it's covered. Um, let's see. Mother of many horses says she admires my peppers. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, I've not always had a great success with my peppers either. But I was talking to a lady that um, goes to the farmer's market also. And I think peppers are more of a fall thing because it's like in the fall, they just explode. And I did. I've done that a few in a few years past. I put up you know, I'm still using some of those peppers. I've just about used them all, bell peppers. And it's like they started really making it in the fall. So maybe that's, uh, you know, a trick to it is that they're more, you plant them in the spring, but you're really not going to get your harvest good into the fall. Somebody's asking if Danny's got a, a, at Deep South, has a video on that plucker. We do. Um, mm -hmm. There's Alderman Farms has a video. I'd like to see Danny's. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Danny, I think, made his plucker, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. But um, I, we do, if you go back and search in Alderman Farms videos for chicken plucker, we, we, got, mm -hmm. we have one in there. It is, it's, a, it's magic. I'm just telling you yes, it's magic. It is. You know what? Our time's almost up. It's almost up. So let me tell you what, what we're excited about. Yes. That is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I don't know if anybody knows about this at all. Let me see how this is going to work, because I want to come back over here, and I think if I do this, if I scroll up, I'm hoping, I'm just going to have to wait until the video catches up, but the Redeeming the Dirt Conference, October 7th and 8th in Gadsden, Alabama. Is mm -hmm. anybody going to that? Um Anybody uh, out in our, any of our viewers going to be attending the Redeeming the Dirt Conference October 7th through the 8th in uh, Gadsden, Alabama? Um, uh, we would love to maybe yeah, meet sure up there. Right. It, yeah, but I want to see now. Now it's catching up. I want to okay. see. I scrolled up. So okay. um, we're going to see if it scrolled up because I can't see Wirecast right now. We're trying something. This is the first time we've done a show to web thing, uh, a web page link. It doesn't look like it's scrolling up. 
But, but anyway, we're real excited. Scroll down to the feature, the speakers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Joel Salatin is going to yes, be there. I'm so excited. And uh, Brian Oldreeve and Noah Sanders, and uh, we we are we are expecting God to do something mm -hmm. in us and through us as a result of this conference. And Joel Joel Salatin uh, recently uh, came out of the closet. So to speak, and that's what he said, not me. Uh, that was his his own words. It, it was his, not came out of the closet. His most recent book, he said, was his coming out book. I've always known uh, since I've read anything by him, suspected he was a, a Christian, but his most recent book, he just he just came flat out, you know. And so, um, you know, we we're we're excited yeah. about. We we believe God is going to use us in gospel ministry using what we know about um, how he wants us to care for the earth. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of what this redeeming the dirt is about, you know, bringing God glory through agriculture. Um, a lot Christians, uh, Joel Salatin says this, and I believe it, really sort of abdicated our position as stewards of the earth and we shouldn't ought to be that way. We should be the ones out there uh, pro uh, protecting creation mm -hmm. and stewarding it. Yeah, and being good stewards because that's good what stewards. God wants yeah. us today. Yeah. So. All right, we are. You know what? We have it. We're, we're down to uh, just a few minutes left, and because I'm out of practice and and haven't been here, I neglected until this very minute to say we're part of the Homestead Network. That's right. And uh, if you're, you know, I've noticed uh, some of the shows, other shows that I've caught managed to be able to catch while I was traveling or something. Um, there's been a lot, there's been some new people yes. hopping in, you know, saying, hey, I just found this stream. What are y'all doing here? What's this about? Well, you can find out more about what we're about by going to thehomesteadnetwork.com. Uh, there's a page there, I think, called Channels that will talk about each one of the uh, member channels of the Homewood Net Home Homestead Network. There's a page there for Showtimes that will give you the current lineup of uh, of shows on the Homestead Network. Um, I didn't check to make sure that nothing has changed. I'm pretty sure that uh, Big Family Homestead is yeah. after us, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then and then there's somebody. I'm sorry. And then I think Jared. And then Grandpa, is that right? Somebody help me out there if uh, if I missed that. Uh, yeah, the marvelous pigments of pigs. That's yeah. right, Roy and Faye. Yeah. It's an awesome book. Which all of Joel's books are awesome. Yeah. So my big book recommendation: go out and get the marvelous pigments of pigs. I'll, I'll link it in our in the description of this video. And then I, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Joel Salatin, then I, then I think I think his keynote book is folks this ain't normal <laughs> yeah. and so i'll yeah, link both good. of those folks yeah. this ain't normal and i recommend if you're not familiar with salatin read that first mm -hmm. and then read the marvelous pigness of pigs yeah so we're down to uh i have i have a show idea for next week okay what because we're talking about going to this conference and everything um i would be interested i know we're we're all spread out all over the united states and and even in australia right? yeah right, all Tess? over the world all over the world but anyway let's uh Bring your show. You bring your Bring your thoughts on different. Um, I can't call the word. What are we going to? A conference. Conference. Different conferences that you've been to, or festivals, yeah. or whatever, where where it's, you know, they do stuff like that that we're all interested in the homestead and stuff. And, like, has and anybody ever been stuff. to any of the Southern Sog conferences? Mm -hmm. is it, what is is it? S A A W G. I don't know. Or just S A W G. Southern Agricultural Working Group. Yeah, Southern Sog Conference. It's in Kentucky. We're planning to go there this, this year. It's year. in Kentucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How cool would that be if other people yeah. in the network were yeah. going to be at Southern Sog? That so let so us know cool. if you've ever been to that. I know um, there's some in Tennessee. There's some uh, different conferences, homestead conferences in Tennessee, and um, that's right. Over Tommy in from Off Grid Nation. Doggone it! Sorry about that, Tommy. My bad. Is after Big That's Family. That's right, and I knew that. But anyway, so I think that would be an interesting show. Uh, I would love to hear some of your comments on different shows you've been to and some of the ones that uh, are conferences. There's a couple that I'm looking at that I hadn't told him about yet. 
that uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about too. And just, I'd love to have your input. I'm always wanting to go and learn different information and stuff like that. So. And go check out, you know, it's not too late if you've got an, if you've got free plans next week, redeemingthedirt.com. Yeah. Redeemingthedirt.com. All right, get out of here. Go to Big Family Homestead and tell them we sent you. Yes, y'all have a great day. And I'm going to try to Night. turn all this off again. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at aldermanfarms.net. And don't forget to find us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And our address is Alderman Farms. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll talk again soon.